Hi, I'm Max. I'm Joe. And I'm Zan. And we're the Three Whining Witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow and give us a five-star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. Welcome back, witches. Hi. Hello. How was everyone's Thanksgiving? Still bloated. There was a lot. I had two Thanksgivings. How many did you have? Just one? Just one. Zana just had one. I just had the one. I had two. And it was awful. (laughs) I woke up in the middle of the night ready to like puke, but it took me some times and then I finally went back to bed. But it was uh, interrupted sleep because of that. Was it worth it? Yeah. I'll say yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Lots of sweets. Yeah. Yeah, our, you should have seen our dessert table. I think we had more, at our house. I think we had more dessert than we had actual food. It was bad. Oh. <laughs> it was That's us. <laughs> because I made five. My mom did. Mom make anything? No, she didn't make anything sweet, did she? Xander so. brought one, and then Sarah and Junior brought three. So Ooh, it was like wow. <laughs> it was a lot. Our question of the week was if. The inner circle were dog breeds. What would they be? The first is Amarin, and she would be a Chihuahua. Or Chihuahua, for sure. For sure. For sure. Cassian is a German Shepherd, and as is a Pit Bull, Moore is probably a Golden Retriever. Reese is a Black Lab. As would be a Wiener dog. <laughs> With the little quotations. Oh <laughs> no, he's not. Because <laughs> he's got a big weenie. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. More would be a Pomeranian. Oh, I can, I can see that. <laughs> Cass would be a Great Dane. Oof. Resan would be a miniature pincher. Aww. Oh. Feyre a golden retriever, just because of the hair. Yeah. <laughs> Amarin would be a German Shepherd, because she's ferocious, which she wants to be. I kind of thought. I feel like uh, Reese is definitely Doberman Pinscher, like sleek, mm. you know, but like scary and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just ferocious also, or could be. Yeah, mm. for sure. Okay, so the first bottle of tonight is Stella Rosa's Green Apple. Semi sweet wine. Okay, so last week we ended up with Favra leaving the Supreme Court, taking Lucian with her. Uh, and now they've all just reached the night court territory. Correct? Right. Correct. Chapter 14. Farah is back at the townhouse along with more Cass and Az. And Lucian. Lucy is scoping out the joint, looking at all the rooms he could see from the foyer and the stairs leading to the second floor, all while Cass is watching him. Azrael was at Feyre's side with his darkness guarding his High Lady. Feyre realized that, as High Lady, she would be making the decision to whether or not Lucy was allowed to remain free. I know what Zen's idea would be, right? Mm. <laughs> Lucian makes a comment about hearing the children laughing in the streets, as if he could not imagine this was true. All this time, he pictured some sort of hell in the night court. Amron shows up and calls Lucian a new pet. That Farrah is brought home. <laughs> Farrah can see that Lucian is a bit fearful of the pint-sized female. He bends at the waist in a bow. Farrah introduces him as Lucian Vencera. But Lucy asks to simply be called Lucian because he no longer uses his family name. 
So have you ever visited a place that you dreaded going to and then had been pleasantly surprised? I guess it depends because there have been moments where I was not surprised. I guess like like meeting your boyfriend's family for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like that one of them, mm-hmm. I had one of my exes and I um, was very intimidated about going to go visit them. And then they were really nice and they were really friendly and they like, always had something to talk about mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's nice so i think it, sometimes it's family gatherings you're like oh my god it's gonna be so boring mm-hmm. and then you like have a little bit of wine and you start a little talking and it's like yeah. a lot more fun but you're, before you're like oh my god i don't want to be here yeah yeah totally mm-hmm. i can't really think of anything the only thing i could think of is like conferences that they used to send us to like in dallas and stuff we go like dreading it like not knowing these people when you go and you're having fun. Mm. It's boring, but that's the only thing I can think of. But you had fun, right? What did they I do? I had fun, drink at night. They did? <laughs> yes. Oh. There was even a Las Vegas night. They had like a gambling room and liquor. and oh, Las Vegas <laughs> I know. I never go to conferences. I have, anyway, but, I, I don't ever go to conferences ever. <laughs> no. I mean, I could go, but I have to pay for the majority of it. Mm. And I'd rather not. Sometimes they'll pay for it, but it's like a reimbursement. You have to prove that you got education hours, and then they'll mm. give you the money back. But it's only for the education. They're not going to play your travel, you know, your oh, room. Oh, sucks. So I'm like, eh, is it worth it? Nah, nah. I don't think so. Mm. After Lucian is looking all sorts of confused about where they'd winnowed, Feyre tells him that this is her home, Valaris, the city of starlight. He asks if Feyre really is High Lady of the Night Court, and Resand is the one who answers, letting Feyre know he's arrived. Feyre, so dramatic. I know. <laughs> Feyre turns and drops to her knees, so happy to finally be back with her mate and crying into her hands for all that she had endured during her time away. Resand knelt before her, pulled her hands away, and caressed her cheeks. <laughs> Resand then picks up his mate and tells the others to find somewhere else to be for a while. Yuckings. Anyway, <laughs> Reese winnows Feyre up to the second floor, and Feyre asks if he'd like to hear all that happened in the Supreme Court. And to which he answers, he'd rather do other things. <laughs> kind of like um, when it's the antithesis uh, of what happened with when, with yeah, Tamlin. Yeah, yeah. Like Tamlin, she wanted to do the things, and oh, he's yeah. like, "No, let's talk about the Night Court." Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When they reach their room, they just stand there staring at one another. He tells Farrah that he had gone to the spring court once the bond went dark, but she had already left and had hidden her scent. Tamlin was raging through the court hunting for her. Reese couldn't find her. She tells him they had gone to the autumn court through one of the doors and tells him about being drugged with Fabian, which was likely the reason he could not scent her. Would you be able to recognize your significant other by scent alone? Probably not. I think I would. Do you mean, like, by type of cologne they wear? Yeah, with the mixture mm-hmm. of their body um, oils, you know? Mm-hmm. Charlie doesn't really have a scent. He doesn't wear anything. Mm. Arnold does, all right? He wears a cologne. Yes. <laughs> I like it. In fact, I was at Marshall's earlier, and I was like, do they carry that cologne here? And uh, they didn't, but they had, like, a, the same brand. It was just a different one, so maybe they smell similar? I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Reese asks Farah if... She killed the royals, and she confirms that she had. He then tells her that whatever she had done, it worked because Tamlin's sentries abandoned him. 
Half his people didn't show at the tithe, and his people were leaving because they believed Hamlin had allowed Highburn to terrorize her, and she had become like the sweetheart of the court. So, you know, they all sided with her. Favor asked about Jurian and Ianthe. He believes that Jurian went back to the king and Ianthe is holed up in her temple. Reese tells Feyre that Cassian had let him into his mind and allowed him to see all that went down in the autumn court. Eris's days were numbered. He also learned she had declared herself High Lady of the Night Court, and this made him happy. Feyre asks about her sisters. He tells her they are at the House of Wind, and he'd take her to them if she wanted. Feyre asks if they're safe, and he, comes he says yes. Azrael had healed within a couple of days after the hybrid incident, and Cassian is still working on strengthening his newly remade wings. Vera asks Reese where he was so that he was not able to be there when she returned to the court, and he tries to avoid answering. But she presses him until he tells her that he had been flying above the human qu queen's palace. Which is funny because, like, he's the high lord, and he's, like, the most powerful one, but he's a little afraid mm -hmm. to admit to... Farah, that he was over there in the Queenslands. Well, that, oh. Yeah, that he's been around. He's scared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> like he, I wasn't just sitting at home crying because right. <laughs> you're gone. Mm -hmm. She's angry with him for putting himself in harm's way. He tells her he's worried that it's been so quiet on their side of the world. He had just gotten to their territory when he felt their bond awaken. He tells her all the things he missed about her while smooching her everywhere. Ugh. He tells her he ran her a bath so she can get all the crap off of her because she still has like bloods and gore and stuff on her. Nasty. He watches her as she takes a bath like a creep from the doorway. <laughs> After finishing up, they return to the room and he starts to tease her all over. So then she uses the words that apparently are so hot that he loses control. And there, you're mine. Mm. <laughs> I don't think that's ever turned me on. I'm going to tell that to Arnold. <laughs> you're mine. He's going to be like, bitch, you're mine. <laughs> And then they bone. And then Fear glows. <laughs> he tells her once again that he misses her. He missed having his friend. And they both agree, never again. So how long do you think you could go without your significant other before getting antsy? Maybe like a month. Oh, yeah, oh, girl. <laughs> just Poor Charlie. She's like, Fera had a vacation. But like, you know, I think it's like... It would probably be a lot uh, shorter time, maybe, <laughs> if it was like they had basically almost no contact at all. Yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like not like oh, you could text each other, and at least you mm -hmm. had that. Or I mean, I guess they could technically go down the bond, right? But they mm -hmm. didn't do it very often, so right. But so like no contact. I think that wouldn't last very long. It'd probably be two days. Yeah, no contact. I'd be wondering like, is he okay? Because he's like my man child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to keep tab on him. Are you okay? <laughs> mm. I, I um. I mean, I don't know. I could probably go. I don't, I'm not sure how long I could. I mean, it's not like I have done that or had to do mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So it's like, it's hard to say. Oh, you know? when we go on girl trips. No, that's no. not long at all, though. That's two days. <laughs> I don't, like, okay, I can't stand that when people are like, oh, I can't take two days away from my hubby. I'm like, really, dude? Like, that is, it's your whole life? <laughs> like, your entire life. But at the same time, I have also not spent, I think maybe a week has been, like, the mm -hmm. most. Maybe less than a week, like, five days. Because, like, a work trip, for mm -hmm. me, I think that's probably the longest I've spent away from, from a significant other. Right now, I am single, so... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> It's a little bit difficult to say because mm -hmm. I'm about to be a very long time. 
<laughs> extended stay out without without a significant other. So it's not <clears throat> not that important to me. <laughs> Our second wine of the night is Risqué Toad Hollow Sweet and Sparkling Wine. Okay, chapter 15. So the Archeron sisters stayed up in the House of Wind and basically had not left since getting there. So Feyre decided that if she really wanted to see them, she would go to them. When Feyre and Rhysand go downstairs after their romp session, she sees Cassian and Asriel eating, of course. And Lucian is there waiting. He is still wearing his nasty clothes and she's kind of feeling bad because she thought maybe she should have offered him some clean clothes. He's got, like, blood and gore and stuff all over it. I know, but she did say, like, he washed his face and hands or whatever, so he had one of those, like, pits, tits, and naughty bits. (laughs) Oh, gross. (laughs) Lucian. Lucian looks her up and down and sees she has a ring on, and so does Rhysand. He also sees her tattoo going up her arm. Rhysand warns Lucian about doing anything to harm anyone in his family. He'd show him new ways to die that he'd never dreamed of. (laughs) Rhysand goes on telling him he understands all that Lucian has gone through the past month. It must be confusing to see that the night court isn't what everyone thinks it is. He assures him that Elaine is fine and taken care of and no one has tried to make her do what she didn't want to do. He tells Lucian that he loved Feyre long before she had feelings for him. Lucian makes a smart comment so Rhysand tells him that He'd long suspected Feyre to be his mate, even before she was Tamlin's. And he would have walked away if that had made her happy. Lucian reminds him that he interrupted their wedding day, but Feyre jumps in and said that she was going to call it off, and he knew it. Pretty ticked off, Reese tells Lucy that he would have definitely left her alone if it made her happy. But one thing he could not have done was let her suffer and become a shadow of her true self. Feyre may eventually forgive Lucian and Tammy, but Reese would never forgive the terror he felt down the bond when she was locked up in that house or when Tamlin blew up his study like a psycho. It's kind of like a dig at Lucian because he was there and didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he just sat there silent like a good lap dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feyre sees Asriel and Cassian getting angry. Apparently this was all news to them. <laughs> I know. They're like, what up, Reese? Why have told me? <laughs> Our man does not communicate. <laughs> Feyre is weirdly picturing her painting this exact scene. I know. It's so sad that, like, we're all annoyed by her painting again. I know. Hi, <laughs> Feyre. You were going, you were doing so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reese tells Lucian once again that Feyre didn't break any promises to Tamlin because he didn't reveal the bond until after they were separated. He expects that Lucian should now be sympathetic since he is now in a similar situation. However, if he is not and dares to look at Feyre with disdain and disgust again, he'd have no problem ripping his throat out. Lucian simply observes that there is a longer story to be told and the tension lessened a bit in the room. So, is it hard for you to admit when you're wrong? Sometimes. I think it's hard. <laughs> I, it's, I, I can at work. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit hard. It's a lot harder to do it with your, mm-hmm. your boyfriend and mm-hmm. whoever, my significant other. So. I think it's harder to be like, yeah, okay, I was wrong. But I will stop defending my side <laughs> if I know it's wrong. You know, you're just like, 
stop the stop the argument and yeah like they're wanting to continue like, no. like forget about like don't make eye con- <laughs> don't make eye contact and like just stop arguing <laughs> it's so hard is it hard for you to admit that you're wrong hell yeah mm-hmm. especially okay. with charlie he <laughs> does not let that go oh when he thinks he's right yeah oh or when he See, finally is, is right, and then he's like, booyah, I was right. And like you're like, it's 1% of the time. And like, yeah. he's like, yeah, but it's this time. Yeah, but Maggie, have you ever been wrong? I have never been wrong. Oh, See, <laughs> denial is not just a river in Egypt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feyre tells everyone she's going up to the house to visit her sisters and turns to invite Lucian. And with all the males in the room watching his every breath, he only nods. Azriel leaves to get to some pressing business. This leaves Cassian to have his chance at being the big spoon when he flew <laughs> Lucian to the House of Wind. And Reese took Feyre. <laughs> Poor Lucian. He's like, damn he enjoyed it. enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I, I would not mind being Cassian's little spoon any day. <laughs> When they get to the house, Lucian stays up on the balcony, looking out at Valaris. Feyre tells Reese to go inside as she talks to Lucian again. Lucy tells Feyre that none of this is what he expected. Feyre lets him know that Reese had saved her life during Kalanmai. She then goes on and tells him the entire story and invites Rhysand to add to the story, which he does. By the time they're done, Feyre doesn't know how much time has passed. Cassian and Rhysand walked away while the story time was over. Lucian is baffled. He has seen Rhysand do such horrible things under the mountain, but he sees Valaris and can tell that he truly loves Feyre. And the rest of the people he spent his entire life hating and fearing, they are apparently her family. He tells Feyre that Amran was basically the Kukui, a story used to scare children into falling in line. Lucian admits that he hadn't realized he was a villain in her narrative, and she tells him he was not. So, would you say you're the villain in anyone's story? I would say probably. No, I'm a perfect angel. I would say that I am definitely a villain in a lot of people's stories, but one in particular I would say is not justified. Mm-hmm. I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna comment on the other ones because they don't matter. Like you're probably, uh, you were probably the the villain in uh, your. Oh yeah, twice over. My soon to be ex. When we first got together, he had two exes, and one of them was basically telling him that she had heard about me. I had never met her before in my life. Just saying, I was a bad person. Couldn't be specific enough to explain to him, I guess, why. <laughs> She's a bad, bad girl. <laughs> I know. The uh, There was another ex that came into the picture and just said I was a bad person also. But Maybe they meant you're a bad bitch. Well, I mean, when you're, my ex has uh, a son, and so whenever... They feel like, oh, she's gonna, she's gonna try and be a mother to my son, or she's gonna try to replace me. I'm like, no, that, none of that. And so I, I guess that kind of made things even worse. It mm-hmm. just made things a whole lot worse. But also, just being a villain, you could be a villain to your ex. Also, you like, oh, she was the problem, you know. So mm-hmm. to them, it's like, oh, you were the bad guy. They were. I was never. I was always innocent. Right. So I guess that was never you, huh? Nope. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I stayed to myself. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. 
<clears throat> Farah tells him that Elaine doesn't know much about him, just a few facts given by Reese to her. He tells Farah to go see her sisters and let him know when Elaine is ready to see him. Reese senses Nesta in the library, so Farah, along with Cass, and Reese head that way. With each step closer, Farah can sense tension growing within Cassian. They open the doors to the library and see Nesta curled up in an armchair with a book on her knees. When she hears them, she shuts the book and looks at them. As Faye, Nesta is devastatingly beautiful, even more so than when she was a human. Farah wonders if Cass thinks the same. She says, you're back, when she sees her. And then she turns to Cassian and asks, <laughs> and asks what he wants. Just really sad. <laughs> I love it. I, I love this. Sorry. Nesta then asks if there was a purpose to her visit or if she can return to her book. <laughs> Same girl. <laughs> Cassian strolls over to her and teases that he hadn't pegged her for a romance reader. Nesta asks about Feyre's task and she tells her that she accomplished her goal of taking down the spring court and made Ianthe suffer and this brings rage to Nesta's eyes. Feyre tells her that she wanted to check on her and angrily she says that she gets to be young and beautiful forever. She didn't have to deal with the people over the wall. She gets to do as she wishes. Maybe she should thank Feyre for being changed to Faye. She tells them not to worry about her. Elaine is the one who doesn't leave her room or stop crying. She doesn't eat, doesn't sleep, or drink. So, have you ever been this messed up about a guy? I would say yes. I've gone through my little stages back then where I let myself get so caught up <clears throat> in someone. Mm. Like, a lot. That when, like, we stopped talking or whatever, I would get so heartbroken. I would let it consume me. Like, like what would you, you know, do, though? I would cry. I'd be depressed there, you know? Not letting myself have fun. Not letting myself do much. Just thinking over and over. Especially with, like, chronic anxiety and stuff. It just makes you think more and more about things. So I'd let myself get like that. Mm. After a few years, you know, I started, like, growing up and adjusting and just letting things go. But yeah. back then, like, I just let it consume me. I don't think I've ever been that messed up about a guy, like, where I don't... I mean, honestly, nothing makes me stop eating. So, uh, <laughs> but I will say that sometimes when, like, Arnold and I argue, and if it's mm -hmm. been a bad one, I have really bad trouble sleeping mm -hmm. until, like, we've resolved it. But I won't be able to sleep or concentrate on, at work or whatever, mm -hmm. yeah. I'll have a bad time. Uh, maybe I won't eat as much, but I'm still eating. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, once we, like, forgive each other, then I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But I've never, like, gone a long time ever thinking about, I think, a single person and yeah. feeling like that. Because mm -hmm. it's already been a month, right? At least. Mm -hmm. A month uh, for Elaine? Yeah, yeah, to have been a, a fade. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like... That's like a month. I mean, I understand it's a like only a month, and she just changed her life. But if she's crying over not being able to to marry this guy, I mean, at least eat a taco or something, right? <laughs> like it's already been that time, like a month. I mean, I think I would be able to eat after a month at least. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I think that she's, oh, I mean, I get why she is. It's because like I think that she's probably very upset also because now she's fake. She like epitomizes <laughs> the thing that that her ex 
put in her head dislikes mm-hmm. the most <clears throat> there is no way it wasn't a breakup <laughs> <laughs> this isn't like we had differences i am no longer <laughs> the same species as you <laughs> well Not i guess they type. kind of are but but it's like oh you hate everything about what i am <laughs> which is awful also nesta saying that she oh she's fine please Please, girl, you're not fine either. She, she wasn't even fine as a human, though. You I know? know. She was just like always hated her situation, no yeah, matter where she's at. Yeah. Oh, um, and I don't think I've I've been messed up. I've been messed up over a guy, definitely, like crying and stuff, and staying in my room and listening to like sad music and stuff like that. But that, like, with age, it changes. Uh, yeah, it does. But yeah, <clears throat> for sure. I never had that situation. That here we go with the Twilight. <laughs> mentioned never had that bella moment where i had like three months of like oh my gosh just sitting there watching the seasons change (laughs) also i never stopped eating either (laughs) feyre tells her that elaine's mate is in the house and nesta tries to say that he is no such thing she tries to warn feyre to keep lucian away but cassian chimes in telling her she is incapable of carrying out any threat she doesn't know how to fight yet, won't train with him, and she won't try to talk about her powers. Nesta and he go back and forth about the mates, and Cassian clearly knows how to get under her skin. <laughs> I love it. Feyre tells Nesta that it would be Elaine's decision as to whether or not she'd see Lucian. And Nesta fires back, saying that she doesn't care. Feyre could do what she wants. All the while, Feyre notices Cassian gazing at Nesta with sorrow and longing. (laughs) I I love them so much. Feyre goes up and finds Elaine seated at a window with her back facing her. She's pale and too thin. When Feyre tries to talk to her, all Elaine says is that she wants to go home. He'd be looking for her. They were supposed to be married next week. Feyre apologizes, and Elaine tells her that everyone keeps saying the same thing, but it doesn't fix anything. Reese enters the room and asks Elaine if she needs anything, but all she does is repeat that she wants to go home. Feyre sees the state she is in and decides she needs to leave. She cannot ask her about Lucian right now, but... There he is standing in the doorway. (laughs) How creepy. (laughs) What an idiot. (laughs) Sorry. Our, you know, poor fox boy. He had heard all that Elaine just said. And there she was, looking like an empty person like Bella in Twilight. That's so funny. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Literally in the notes. Our third bottle of the night is Texas Southwind Vineyard and Winery and Cherry Fruit Wine. Chapter 16. Reese escorted Lucian to a suite with a bedroom and bathroom, with Feyre and Cassian following behind. He, su- he suggested a change of clothes for Lucian, and Lucian in turn asked Reese what it would cost him. Reese tells Foxboy that it's not a bribe, and that he's simply showing manners by housing and clothing a fellow High Lord's son. It obviously bothers Lucian, and through the bond, Feyre tells Reese to cool his shit. <laughs> Reese admits he's having fun doing so. However, when Reese admits to teasing Lucy on purpose, it makes Feyre believe that he's using the opportunity for a fun bit of jabbing to grant levity to a grave situation. So what does that mean? <laughs> he's he Basically, he's making a joke okay. because um, there's something serious going on. Thank you for defining. Well, 
When sorry, when Feyre welcomes him to rest and a bath, Lucian asks about Elaine, and Feyre says she'll think about it. She informs him the home is well warded from outsiders and instructs him not to do anything stupid. Lucian asks if he's a prisoner, and Freyra tells him no, but that she's protecting her sister, mating bond or not. She instructs him to not seek out her sisters, but that he's welcome to go anywhere else. He says thank you after she threatens to lock him in a room with Amran if he doesn't follow her rules, <laughs> which obviously he's already scared of her, right? Right. They fly to Amarin's, and apparently as they do so, the fave of, of Villaris are waving at them. <laughs> Which is definitely weird. Like, That's a, definitely weird. Like a parade or something, right? <laughs> yes. When they arrive, Moore and Azrael are also there. Right at the start, Amron kind of says what we're all thinking, which was that they should just kill Baron and his red-haired sons and just keep the handsome one. <laughs> oh, gross. As the replacement of the, for the Adama Fort High Lord. The handsome one being Lucian, of course. No, he's an idiot. No, he's the <laughs> handsome one. Then they all make bets that Lucian is going to likely try to see his mate within 30 minutes or up to an hour. <laughs> Feyre says that Nesta will kill him if he tries, but Cassian bitterly states that she couldn't without draining. This leads Feyre to ask that she heard Cassian had been up to the House of Wind often to offer her training. He feigns nonchalance by saying he goes up there every other day because it's good exercise for his wings, which obviously don't. No. <laughs> so question, what is easily one of the worst lies you've told someone to make yourself seem a little less pathetic? Jeez, that's going to take me a long time to think about. I know. <laughs> um, probably like, oh, I have plans tonight. <laughs> oh my no hair. it's okay i i didn't want to go anyway like when yeah, someone yeah, wants yeah. to like say oh uh i could i can't join you tonight but oh yeah well i i, I can't go either <laughs> oh yeah i was gonna call you to say the same thing right i don't know probably something similar to that i can't think of anything other spe- other specific time that i would have done that Mm. I'm sure I've done things. I'm sure, too. I'm sure, yeah, I just don't. I can't think of it right now. I know. Yeah. Like, oh, if you've ever talked to anybody at, at a gym, you're like, oh, how often do you come here? <laughs> oh, three times a week. <laughs> Lies. Lies. <laughs> mm-hmm. When Favor presses for him to go on, Cassian simply states... Farah had more of a pleasant conversation with her in the library than he ever has. In this scene, it seems like Moore is holding back, saying anything, and Azrael is watching her to make sure she does. Cassian goes on that he's understanding of her situation and even appears upset and angry about it. As Cassian waxes poetic, or his chest, about tearing <laughs> off the king of Ivern's skin, Reese reminds him that... We have a war to plan. In her observation of the dynamic between Reese and Cassian, she makes the assumption that this was Reese's way of distracting Cassian from the guilt of having not been able to intervene and protect his high lord and lady at the end of the previous book in Highburn when he got his wings shredded. Yeah. There's no way. When Reese turns his attention to Emran to ask about her progress with the Book of Breathings, Emran says nothing after asking why he sent Moore and Azriel to her home to monitor her. Moore corrects her to say that they were only there to monitor the Book of Breathings, which apparently was sitting on a nightstand with a glass of old blood on top of it. Uh, what? Yeah. It's like period blood. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't it all just congeal? Yeah. Favor could hear the book calling out to her when Amron suddenly told it to shut up. 
That is so funny. I know. <laughs> like, I hear it too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something that is extremely important to you that you have placed perilously, perilously close to something that could damage it? Okay, I haven't done it. I haven't done that, but mm-hmm. one time, and thankfully I realized it, I accidentally threw away my <laughs> one of my rings. Oh no! And oh. I was cleaning, and I, was, I I noticed that it wasn't there, and I was like, "Wait, what have I been doing the last, you know, let's say ten minutes?" And then I remembered, I threw some trash out um, from like the island or whatever, and then I looked in there, and it was in the trash bag. And luckily, oh, there was no. hardly anything oh. in there, but still, like it was in the trash. If I hadn't even thought about it, mm-hmm. oof, Mm-mm. that would have been bad. I remember being outside and throwing trash from my car and having my keys in my hand. Mm. No. <laughs> it fell in the trash can with the trash. Totally forgot about it. I had to, like, dig it. Mm. Like, really dig in there. <laughs> All the time, I have, a, like, a drink next to my office, my work computer. Oh, mm-hmm. I do, too. <laughs> and usually I'm really good about, like, you know, closing my, my bottle or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'll be the one time, the one time, and that's because I'll think about it right before. <laughs> it sucks because it's like, you're just like predetermining what's going to happen. Uh-huh. And it, it does, it falls. Yeah. Or I'll leave my, um, like, uh, something expensive next to a sweaty drink, mm-hmm. you know, like oh. from like McDonald's. Yeah. And it'll be completely like drenched <laughs> just because it was next to it. You know, I've done that at work where I have my coffee next to work cards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, afterward, like spilling it, it'd be like all brown. Like, where'd those spots come from? Yeah. Did you sucks. do it? <laughs> I blame it on somebody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reese explains to Farah that apparently the book has been talking quite a lot since it was joined together again. <clears throat> Amarin says it's all nonsense and seems to just enjoy hearing itself talk like the people that keep invading her apartment. <laughs> they finally go over all the information that they had managed to gather. Apparently, the information that Favor was able to get verified that Hybern... Hybern... Hybern was trying to form allies like chess pieces of a chessboard. More worrisome, though, was their potential for obtaining allyship with the armies from the continent. Cassian conveys to Pharaoh that they are all effed if Valahan, Rask, and Montessori bring their armies. Asriel explains that Valhalland, Valahan, sorry, I'm like making it some sort of like Viking, Viking <laughs> <laughs> has numbers. Montessori has money and Rask has both. There are no other known territories that would be willing to sail there to help. Pharaoh asked Reese if he could call in the favor that Draken and Miriam owe him, but Reese said, they tried and only found an abandoned island. It had apparently been in ruins? Yeah. Question, what is the worst display of not looking hard enough you've ever noticed? Uh, my entire family, when they need something, <laughs> I can't find it. I'm like, it's right there on the shelf. It's right there. <laughs> I know. Have you ever had your cell phone in your hand and you're like looking for it? Yeah. I've had it in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah. All the time. And you're like, where is it? And it's right there. You're mm-hmm. like, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so bad. Uh, I think with um, one of my exes, they're like, oh, where is it? And I'm like giving them directions where to look and they still cannot find it. And I do exactly what I said to do and I find it right away. (laughs) That's happened to me recently. I don't know if it was Arnie or Arnold, but it was one of them. And I was like, it's like a daily situation for Mm. me. It's right there. I'm just like, how do you even survive, sir? How do you survive? 
That's me. I'm that person. <laughs> when I look for something in the fridge, I can never find it. And I ask Charlie. He's like, it's right there. I was like, no, it's not. And I get mad at him. He goes, and he's like, literally, right here. I'm like, whatever. Oh, my God. You, <laughs> you're the man. You are, like, the most irresponsible person in the relationship. Like, you don't take responsibility or ownership of any mistakes. <laughs> Except for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find I admitted anything. It. <laughs> when Vera suggests that maybe they're hiding from Hybern, Reese says they wouldn't. But then more gives Jurian being a player a possible rationale for their wanting to avoid the war, as that seems to be the motivation behind Jur- behind Jurian's involvement. Okay, but seriously, Jurian, <laughs> they wouldn't be afraid of Hybern, but of Jurian. <laughs> Please, those are my notes. Because honestly, why would they be afraid of Jurian? Jurian has no magic right now. Like, he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But he's seen things through that ring. <laughs> <laughs> he's learned a trick or two. Yeah. He's like, Rissan, you dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rissan explains that Miriam died after she was speared through the chest. She was brought back to life with the help of a made object at the island of Cretia or Critia? Critia. I can't. I- Whatever. Critia sounds cool. Right. (laughs) Amarin then supposes that maybe they tracked them down and that's why they abandoned the area. Vera then starts thinking about Jurian's insane rage. Did y'all see any insane rage? I didn't. I saw some sass, but not rage. Exactly. Jurian is not insane. I know he's not. He hasn't shown. He hasn't even been, other than the teasing part, Uh he hasn't even been that ugly. Right. Yeah. He's got like some Lucian, like Lucian Book One level sass. That's yeah, it. Yeah, like so. What's mm. up with that? What's up with the range? Yeah. So if he, he hasn't insane. even like gotten angry at her, he just told her that Highburn would kill them all. Right. That's all he mm-hmm. said to her. Yep. Hmm. Reese and Amarin seemed amused by Feyre's line of thought as she asked them about p- potential ways to keep the other territories from joining Highburn's efforts. Reese says he actually went to Highburn to see if there was any kind of in or turmoil that could be used to their advantage but there was nothing except bitterness for the return of their old ways so that they could use human slaves to enhance their commerce the king refused to expand trade and basically made sure his peeps were all for a war Amon argues that they could have learned to adapt their commerce to the new standard but instead let their trade fall into ruin because of their resentment for the treaty more than explains that there may be willing allies among places where High Fay had to hand over lands to the human realm and had to find a new home. Feyre could not believe her pointy ears <laughs> <laughs> or how they could view humans and or make fellow Fay pay for being amicable part- participants in the treaty to protect humans. Highburn seeks to make an example out of Prithian for following the treaty. She argues that there have to be some places that would defend the treaty, but apparently there aren't as many as they hoped. So, like, um, these places, Valhalla, not Valhalla, Valhalla, <laughs> and other places, um, what was it? Rask? Or R- Rask, I Rask. Think. Those are like, so Prithian is what, like a country? It's like an, it's like, okay, it's like an island. Okay, so like, a big island, and then Hybrid <laughs> is the little island next to it. Everyone compares it to England. Okay, mm. and so, like, but these other places, like Montessori and those are kind of like a Prithian, but somewhere else? Yeah, they're like Europe. 
They're okay. a continent. So mm. so they may have quartz. We don't know. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Moore then says that perhaps they did not share enough of their own lands and wealth in an effort to make a place for those transplanted after the wall. But Amarin says it's for a later discussion because it's basically a war of ideology and not of and not destruction in which one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I'm like, all like war is generally destructive. In yeah, for real. Like, how does I mean they destroy lands, they destroy people, they destroy mm-hmm. families. I mean, yeah. what? Anyway, what does Amory know? She's only a thousand <laughs> years old, <laughs> like more than a thousand times fifteen. She's just bored. She's a bored old lady, right? She's a chihuahua. Remember, she used to start doing playing like playing backgammon or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Go to the bingo. My vision's eye. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing? What is this? Backgammon is a freaking board game. <laughs> is it a badminton? Oh, yeah. You're thinking of badminton. <laughs> Ma'am. Wow. Wow. Okay. What is that? Maybe what like that hand movement. You should have said bridge. Right. <laughs> then favorite. Then Maggie would be like, he's going to build a bridge. <laughs> then Fair asks what the other territories have at stake. She becomes thoroughly impressed at Reese's having visited both Highburn and the continent, apparently trying to stay busy while she was gone. Question. You're, you are a kid or parent and hubby free for a weekend. Do you have to keep busy or are you quietly celebrating and relaxing? Oof. I'm probably quietly <laughs> relaxing. Same. Same. <laughs> For real. Although, I would probably, one thing I would definitely do, like if the kids were gone, mm-hmm. is go to th- through their rooms and get rid of a lot of their toys because mm. they hold on to everything. <laughs> and what's orders. funny is like, they won't even notice if I threw it away. Oh. Yeah. But as soon as That's I say, hey, can we get rid of this? They're like, no, I still want to play with that. <laughs> what do you want? You're not going to play I with know. it. So I always wait. Like whenever Estella sleeps over at mom's, I take mm-hmm. that opportunity to go and like purge her room. Yeah. Arnie doesn't sleep anywhere except for his room. So I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I need him to like get friends so I can sleep over and I can like ransack his room. If I find pieces of toys or pieces belonging to toys or a, a block of a block set i will throw it away so do i i've done that now i'm, I'm like, like i don't even care you let it trail behind and uh, you, it's gone sorry <laughs> yeah but i think that's probably one of the only things i would do and then take naps and watch netflix whatever i want eat whatever i want eat breakfast for dinner you know all those things. oh yeah mm. hell yeah pancakes with a french toast yeah, and I would, I, I would I might be even relaxing. Like turn off my phone and be like, "Bitch, you can call on me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> TikTok all day. I will watch all of my junk dramas. All right. Reese then goes on to explain that they've been sowing the seeds of discontent among them, so that they're more focused on defending themselves against each other rather than paying attention to the war. Hybern wants to pull them into. The three male Faye appear to be very happy with the scheme. Each of them seeming quite amused with themselves, even Azrael. Feyre, of course, thinks the whole thing was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, apparently Azrael shi- like shines his white teeth in the moment. Like, he's mm. smiling. Like, he actually shows his teeth, because I guess he doesn't do that very often. <laughs> <laughs> then Feyre wonders of what role the human queens would play, because surely they wouldn't gain anything, but for real, though, shouldn't they not be queens after becoming Fey? Well... 
I guess that one bites tail. But they should not. They should be ousted because, like, Mm -hmm. they went and kidnapped humans, right? Yeah. And plus they killed their fellow. Oh, I know. Doesn't that, like, make you, like, "Eh, he broke that one rule we have. Don't kill each other. (laughs) You're no longer the queen. More informs Farrah they don't know what was offered. And for all they know, Hybrid could have just lied their heads off about whatever it was they promised them. But they would likely still help them. To which Amarin just says they don't know and basically says they've been cooped up in their palace. It's also mentioned that both Reese and Azriel, 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 <laughs> Azriel are highly vexed by the inability to get into that palace. They got a uh, chastity belt on it. <laughs> <laughs> As they talk, there's a mention of the fact that Hibern toxic quit. Uh, twits. That, that, <laughs> that the, the toxic twits were idiots to share the information they did about their plans unless that was the plan so that the night court could ponder it. What's less understandable, the, the inner circle, is yeah. why they even need to find the holes when the cauldron should be able to bring them down, bring down the wall on its own. Favor suggests that maybe too much power was used to make her sisters fay, and Reese kind of agrees but says they'll need to patch up the wall. Aaron says she's been researching for ways to patch it up but could use some help in her research. But Azriel says that it might only be a distraction. When Farah suggests nullifying the cauldron again, Reese says absolutely not because it almost killed her. She's then told by Azriel it's even more protected now than ever with spells and wards. Farah, being petulant as usual, wants to argue, but Azriel's not having it and says it's not viable. Which, I mean, if he tells me that and tells you to shut up, I would be like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> tell me what to do. Yes. <laughs> For real. In all things. You know he's a dumb. Oh, sure. yes. Absolutely. I don't even want to think about it. Oh, my God. Here's the he's, Yeah. I mean, yes, I do want to think about it, but I'm not going to do that right now. Absolutely. He's a torturer and everything, too. All right. He's probably very naughty in bed. He probably gets ideas, like, from all the torture that he does, right? Mm-hmm. And so, oof, this doesn't actually kill you, so I could use this in bed. Oh, <laughs> my God. When Favor offers her magic to repair the wall, Emerin suggests her sisters and Favor slam down a hard... No. No. She explains. She asks them for help, and it only hurt them. Emerin calls her Tamlin... Essentially, and fair is gobsmacked. I can't say that word. Gobsmacked. Gobsmacked. Why does she call her Tamlin? She basically calls her Tamlin. That oh, that sounds like something Tamlin would do. And so Fair is just like, <gasps> bitch. Like she's like <laughs> struck by it. Mm-hmm. I don't like Emery. Rude. Because Emery was kind of a witch to like my Nesta later on too. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, she's got her redeeming moments, but she is very prickly. Mm-hmm. She is not that unlike Nesta. Yeah. Wait. 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 But you like Amarantha. <laughs> yeah, but like Amarantha's not pretending to be a good person. She's going to be like a <laughs> yeah. bitch all the way through. I think it's, I mean, Amarantha was a well, like, constructed bad person. Like, mm-hmm. if you think about the King of Hybrid, we don't even hear that much of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We heard a lot from Amarantha. And she was kind of funny when she talked. So. <laughs> so Reese comforts her and more admonishes Amarin for it. Amarin then says they'll need her sisters to help at to at least inform others and get them on their side because of so many lies they've told in the years they've been at court. Which, that's their fault. Mm-hmm. It is their that fault. Is, yeah. They made their court seem a certain way, yeah. and mm-hmm. now they're paying for it. 
This is when Moore tells Amarin to apologize, but in pressing her to do so, Farrah folds like an old $1 bill from the 80s. Interesting. <laughs> what the hell? It's all faded. Because they've been rolled up. It smells like ass because it's been so many asses. <laughs> she says she'll get with her sisters and ask, but it would be up to them. Amarin then says that they'll need to leave the house, but then Ree says that he's not sure the city is ready for Nesta, which uh, obviously not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, to which Feyre gets pissed and says she's not an animal. Well, yeah. <laughs> Everyone basically looks away and Reese flinches a bit. When Amarin asks about Elaine, Feyre explains she's probably not ready and that she was to be married. When Amarin sarcastically says that she keeps saying it, but Feyre cuts her off with a careful. It's actually gives it actually gives Amarin pause. I'm yeah. Sorry. In the graphic audio, she's like careful. Like she's like. I think this is the moment where she is, like, probably the most defensive she gets mm-hmm. of her sisters, like, mm-hmm. of the whole right. series. Yeah. Feyre then goes over a checklist of all the things they need to do when Reese adds the assembling of forces in addition to their own, because they would need all of Prithian to fight this war. He sent out invitations for a High Lord meeting in two weeks to discuss it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and this is the part that mm-hmm. really makes me hate Tamlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it is like some serial level, <laughs> serial level tea, <laughs> like a moment. Yeah. So dramatic. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> anyway, any comments about these chapters? Anyway, any questions or comments can be sent to three whiny witches at gmail.com with the number three. You can find us on our social media accounts and Instagram and TikTok at three whiny witches. Please leave a five-star review on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to us on. We'd really appreciate that. We would really appreciate it. It would make me very happy. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Until next time. See you later, witches. Toodles.